GMAE, everybody. Good morning, afternoon, evening. My name is John Willett. Welcome to episode 13 of Potholes and Cadillac Dreams. I'm sorry. I know last week we didn't have one. I'm going to be honest. I'm always going to be honest with those of you that are kind enough to listen to my podcast or to watch my YouTube channel. I wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it. I I was searching for topics. I was searching for things to talk about. I was searching for things that, you know, just even random stuff. I almost felt like doing a Walter Winchell slash Larry King slash whoever you've ever seen do like quick little topics and then move on, quick little topic, move on, that type of thing. I just, I just wasn't feeling it. So my apologies to you all if you were looking for an episode. I think this is appropriate. We weren't able to get him last week, but I can tell you that um, for the next few minutes, you will be watching my friend Jeff Hetrick and I chat about what I have referred to as the story, which is November 5th, 2006, the Redskins-Cowboys game, where I unfortunately, uh, for me, drank a fifth of Jack Daniels. Jeff was with me during the whole thing and has some insights and some things that I did not remember uh, concerning that day. And so without further ado, uh, my friend, Jeff Hetrick. We bring to the microphone, in the words of the late, great, immortal Larry King, my best friend in life for 47 plus years, my buddy, Mr. Jeff Hetrick, Hold your applause. Hold it now. Okay, now you may stand and applaud. Feel free. There you go. (laughs) Beautiful. Buddy, as you know, we've been trying to figure this out. And of course, being old, as we both are, uh, we decided that Zoom would be the best way. And of course, you know, we're on a limited time frame. So we may have to have a part B on this whole thing. So why don't we start at the very beginning? We know it was November 5th, 2006. We know that we went in your fabulous Redskins van. To our I our um, um, FedEx field, we knew it was the Dallas Washington game. We know so we prepared all kinds of great things. And what do you remember about that uh, initial part? Well, I remember that if 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 um, I'm not mistaken, that tailgate was in part sponsored by Bob's Old Beds. <laughs> um, and uh, it, you know you've you've heard of that they have been you know serving the eastern shore of Maryland since 1965 with various used mattresses and spring and box springs that contain various you know human excrements and, and fluids. So um, I think and, and they were our- as a matter of fact I remember that your your son Michael had prepared a fabulous poster for us yeah. and only we thought it was funny. That's and we took true. pictures of various uh, terrible uh, businesses and yes. we made big little posters of them. And we said this part of the tailgate sponsored by. But I think our favorite was Bob's Old Beds. Bob's Old Beds. Would you move a little closer to your microphone for me? To the you microphone. All heard, you all heard that in podcast land. He actually had to move toward his screen because he's old and he's just he's basically just laid out. He won't even sit in a chair. It's I am laid kind of, out. He's just kind of sad. So well, let me sit, let me sit up and, and look presentable. There we go. And, and of course, his, I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, his hat set is, is what it is. 
<laughs> and what it is at the moment is I don't think he has any pants on, which is very disturbing to me personally. So well, those of you I... listening in podcast land, yes. just thank the lucky stars you're not, you know, well, part of when, the I, crowd. when I teach part time virtually, I you know never wear pants. So I figured, you know, why dress up for this? I, I particularly for this. Note yes. the phrase that pays their kids is for this, which is yes. you know us just just horse shitting around basically. So Bob's old bed sponsored us. We get to the yeah. we get to uh, FedEx Field. We get our usual spot, which I believe was H thirty one. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah, I think that it was because right. we had we had two spots, and then we had the area that people don't park in, and we used to put our crap up there. That's exactly right. We used to park the van in the middle of two spots. Yes. And when we would get to the tailgate, we all had a roll. And um, but I, if I'm not mistaken, that particular day it was you and me. Yes. It was my nephew at the yeah. time was about 35 or maybe maybe 30 to 35 years old. His son, who was nine, who had never been to a to a Redskin football game. And my other nephew, who was 15, who had never been to a Redskin football game. So I was in charge of my nephew and his child and my other nephew, two of which were below the age of 18, one of which yeah. is below the age of 10. Yeah. Yeah. And forgot about that. Forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. And is so this one of those? Is this one of those things where you had told me previously before we went on the air that, oh, there are a few things you forgot? Yeah, there's a few things you forgot. That would be one of them. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. so I was I was in charge of you know making sure they were going to have a good time and uh -huh. um, and so I we picked you up and you had three dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Yes. Yes. So it's a good which thing you normally would have, and you had a little cooler with you, and you had a thermos of coffee. Yes, I did. Yes, you did, and which you normally brought. Thank you very much. Thank you. However, comma, there was something else I brought that particular day. Well, I know, but we'll get to that. Oh, goody. Because that's really the, the part that folks are waiting for. That's the story. That is basically the story. Yes, it is. Yes. So uh, we got there and we set up, you know, we put two tents up and I had a grill and I don't know if guy used to park behind us that had the gas powered um, blender, which was so unique at the time. We made frozen margaritas or whatnot. But for whatever reason, that particular day, when the tailgate started, all right, you and I had very little contact with each other throughout the three-hour tailgate. That's I true. was entertaining my nephews and and whoever the, everybody was. You had a bunch of friends coming over, which I didn't know very many of them. So you were overdoing your thing and your part with your your you know friends, and I'm overdoing with my relatives and people I'm supposed to be taking care of. Right. And so, you know, we had a good time and you seemed perfectly normal and having a good time. Everybody was just, you know, cheering up. And so when we, when everything was getting close to the game time, we did what we normally do. We sent everybody to the game. Right. And you and I stayed and cleaned and packed up the, the van. Yes, we did. And, and at some point during that process, one of us would look at the other one and we would say, why are we breaking up a perfectly great tailgate to go see this crap? Right. Because <laughs> generally it was. Because at this, at this particular time, the Redskins were horrible. Yes, right? they were. They weren't so good. So I didn't, 
I, you know, you seem very normal. You seemed um, like your normal self. And I mean, we both had had something to drink. You know, I had had some beer. Um, and you probably had had something in your coffee, which many times you did. But, I, you know, we packed everything up. We were fine. We walked in, in basically straight lines toward the stadium. Um, we didn't have Thank to you. hold e- didn't have to hold each other up. Right. And we marched into the stadium and we go all the way up to our seats, which were about five rows from the roof. Right. Really <laughs> expensive seats. It was, it was row 26. Yeah, we were up there. We were up there. And there's two steps for each row. So that's 52 steps from the portal up to our seats. And we had no trial, no challenge uh, negotiation. No challenge at all. And I had you sat on the aisle and I sat one in and my rest of my folks, my nephews and step nephews or second nephews, they were all sitting next to me. And then as we didn't, we didn't get sat down. We weren't sitting for a minute. And you turned to me and said, I'll be right back. And you went down the stairs. So I'm thinking, well, you can't be hungry, right? I mean, there's three, there were three dozen Krispy Kreme donuts, and there's none left now. Right. And I had about four. And I think my nephews had maybe, I don't know, maybe they had, you know, six, eight or whatever. So, so they can't, you can't be hungry. Can't be hungry. No. No. So, so this was this was right at the start of the game. Right. right. It was like him like, you know, 12 minutes to go in the first quarter. Down you go. Right. Well, you don't come back. I don't come back. You don't come back. I don't come back. And now we're in like the end of the first quarter. Yes, we are. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, should I go check on my buddy? Um, ah, he's all right. He's fine. He's fine. He probably found somebody that he knows. He's talking to them. He's doing something better than watching this game because at that point, I think we were losing. Yes. And so all of a sudden, I'm I'm just about ready to get out of my seat and head down the aisle when I see the security guy. All right. One of the, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, I think they wore yellow t-shirts or whatever and it says security on the back or whatever coming up the aisle and so it comes all the way up to where i'm sitting and he looks at me and he says would you happen to know the person that sits in this seat i said yeah he's a buddy of mine well you need to come with me and i'm thinking what trouble has my buddy gotten himself into all right I'm supposed, I'm always the one that's supposed to keep you out of trouble. Right. That was your, that was your, <laughs> that was my, that was my whole role, role in life, life was to keep you out of trouble. So I, we go down and we get down. And he said, he's in the infirmary. Yes, he is. Really? Yes, he so is. As we're walking toward the infirmary, he's filling me in on the details of what is going on. He yeah. said, he said, um, it was reported to us by someone <laughs> that your buddy passed out in the John in the in the bathroom. Which is true. I said, what do you mean passed out? Well, we found him passed out with his head on the toilet. And you gotta remember, it's a public stadium, right? Yes. <laughs> and we're up in the cheap seats. 
Yes, we are. We're not in a suite where, you know, no. the bathrooms are kept clean. No. <laughs> we're, in, no. We're, in a, we're in a public bathroom in a stadium. Yes, we are. We <laughs> and, so, you, and I certainly was. And you are passed out. Yes, with I am. your head on the toilet. Yes, I am. That is exactly where I was. So at that point, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, this is going to be good. Good. So, I wouldn't have put it as good, but okay. Well, it was good for me. I was great for you. <laughs> so, so it would have been get, better for you. We go to the infirmary and I walk in and you are bent over. You're in like airline crash position. <laughs> your head between your legs. Holding on to a chair in front of you with your head buried in a bucket. Yes, I was. And, uh, it's all and, true. And you are true. as white, you are as white as a ghost. Yeah. And I so I look at the 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 um the paramedic or whoever it was in there, and I said, "What's going on?" He said, "Well, we, we think he has alcohol poisoning." I think he did too. I think you did too. Well, it comes to find out that you had consumed the entire bottle of fifth of Jack Daniels. Yes, I did. I thermos in, in fact a th- during a that thermos? three hours that you and I weren't talking, that you, yes, that's what you were doing. Out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. I was getting ass deep in trouble. Yeah. That's where I was. You were you were you were uh you drank a thermos of coffee, a fifth of Jack Daniels, and about two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Don't forget the whipped which, cream on top of the coffee. With the whipped cream on top of the coffee. Yes. Right. Whipped cream which, on top of the coffee. Yeah, right. Which, which back in the days of you know John Belushi would have been would have been considered a breakfast of champions, but it wasn't However, for you. No, <laughs> not no, for wasn't. you. <laughs> so, so, so you see me I there. Spend, yeah, and I spend the rest of the game virtually sitting there with you, not knowing what's going to happen. Are they going to take you to the hospital or what? Um, you're not speaking, you're not saying a word, you can't keep your head out of the bucket. All right. At this point, at this point, it's just, you're not, it's just, it's just, you're just blowing dry. You got nothing left in you, man. Sure. Yeah, it was, um, it was not good. It was wasn't good. good. It was good for me, buddy. I know. Uh, you have mentioned to other folks that had you had a camera. Well, yeah, at this particular absolutely. Moment, that's the only thing I regret. Looking all back on the entire situation, the thing that I really regret is that the security guard didn't come up and get me when they first found you in the toilet because I had a camera with me. I had my phone, which has a camera. Oh. But that would have been, that would have definitely been the best holiday card ever. Greetings from FedEx Field. Thank you. If you were in there with your head on the toilet, it would have been fabulous. It would have been fabulous. And just to remind you of something that I think you told me earlier is that when the EMTs did break open, by the way, they broke open the uh, toilet, that when I my head was on the toilet, uh, I was on maybe something that I had brought up, you know. Yes. You were laying laying in it. You were laying in it. In goo, yeah. In goo. But now they had kind of wiped you up by the time I saw you. They had given you a towel or something and wiped, really? mark, 
they, but it was still there. I mean, but you, they had kind of, or either you tried to do it with your hands. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's it great. Was, it was fabulous. It was absolutely fabulous. So then I think it was about halftime or maybe a little after that. I had, I went back up to our seats to tell, you know, my, my 15 year old and the nine year old and the nine year old, which I completely that, forgot my, about that until buddy, this moment. That my buddy is great. Is, yeah. Is, hammered out of his mind is god's only drunk <laughs> in the toilet yeah i was i was very very neat he was god's own drunk you were god's own drunk that day buddy and a fearless man by the way and a except fearless when man. i except of course when i brought my head up yes and then, of course i couldn't <laughs> so anyway great you know, the thing i regret about that day is the fact that the redskins made a remarkable comeback in the last two minutes of the game and won the game. And yes, how much did. of it did I see? None. <laughs> Zero of it. Nothing. I think Neither. if I'm if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that game voted one of the top 10 all-time regular season games in Redskins history? I believe it was. Sean Taylor. Either the post indeed. to the stars or the uh, or one of the papers brought it as that. And Sean Sean Taylor, you know, the unfortunately he was, you know shot and killed, but um, he would have been in the Hall of Fame probably as a Redskin safety. Yes, he Basically turned the game himself in the last two minutes of the game um, by recovering a fumble and picking it up and running it on a kickoff of, of all things. And then um, the Redskins hit like a 54-yard field goal to win it. So, yeah. yeah. Did was, you see any was, of that? No, no. Why, why didn't you see any of that? Because my buddy <laughs> was God's own drunk. Yes, he that was, and a fearless man. A fearless man that day. That's why I didn't see any of it. Neither did the nine-year-old nephew of mine, and neither did the 15-year-old nephew, because at that point, I had gone up and gotten them because and brought and was bringing them down to the infirmary because I didn't know what was going to happen at that point. They oh, were saying okay. they thought you were okay at that point to for me to transport you home, which I was skeptical about, very skeptical about. But um, any, anyway, they um, they said, no, I think he I think he'll be all right. You know, he's he's kind of too is too. He's kind of, you know, knows where he is and knows his name. Barely. So, barely, barely, barely. So anyway, they had to. I said, well, there's no way that that I'm carrying him out to the van. That's not happening. All right. So they put you in a golf cart. They took you out to the van. All right. And they got you in the van and you're in the front seat and I'm in you know, all you know, the other folks are in the back. Oh, and by the way, I do want to point out that I, my buddy is an extremely intelligent man and he already had his uh, front passenger side window rolled down because he knew that basically I was going to be a dog through yes. the whole ride home and just have my head out the window. So so I want to bring that up. It is true. But is I don't true. know if you remember this, but. The, the before we ever left the parking lot, all right, I turned the car on before I ever even put it in gear. I turned to you and I said, buddy, if you blow grits in my van, I will pull over and drop your ass off. I don't care where we are. Right? <laughs> because you are oh. not gonna, 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 gonna have an accident in my car. I didn't. Right? Well, you had already rolled the window down. See, you I'd already prepared. rolled the window down. Yes, you were prepared. I'd already rolled the window down. 
So anyway, on the way home though, you were you had kind of come to a little bit, and you did say, uh, I think you're gonna have to call Sharon. That was your second wife. Yes, it I was. I think you're gonna have to call Sharon and tell her that she's gonna have to come pick me up. But don't uh -huh. tell her, don't tell her no. <laughs> that I drank a fifth of Jack Daniels. Just tell her that I had food poisoning. Yeah. Did and I come up with that? I yes. thought you would come up with that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. One of, one, us of came up with food, one of us came up with food poisoning. Yeah, one of us did. So, so I called her and um, I told her, I said, Sharon, you're going to have to come pick John up because he's really, really sick. And the first thing she said, is he drunk? <laughs> and I said, I said, no, I think he's got food poisoning. <laughs> oh, you, you lied to my wife. Oh, my God. I think, I'm thinking she saw right through that, John. I think she might have. <laughs> Yeah, but you were did. you were you were down and out for a couple of days, if I remember. Yes, ultimately, this is the this, the phrase that I got from Sharon, who, yeah. as you know, I'm still friends with. Yes, I'm sure she would come on at some point and agree with all this. She said, and I quote, "You son of a bitch, you are going to get to call in from work tomorrow, but your ass is going to be at work on Tuesday morning." Mm -hmm. And so it was. It was not until, and I have told this kind of a quasi story, it was not until Thursday afternoon that I started feeling relatively normal. So that's why I don't drink anymore like I used to, because it was a four-day hangover. Yeah. Only had had alcohol poisoning. There was no question about that. Oh, I had, that's what everybody seems to say. Everybody says you had alcohol poisoning. Why they didn't take you to the hospital is beyond me. But that's what I had. But it was self-induced. So that's, you know. I don't know if that makes a difference, but. Uh, well, you know, I, I, in EMT's minds, maybe it didn't. It just some it drunk. And... I don't know. But all I know is that was that was a missed golden opportunity if they had just, or if I had come down, if I had walked down there maybe 10 minutes earlier. And looked for me. And looked for you and found you in that condition, that would have been the all-time best holiday card ever. What I, what I love, what I, what I truly love about this, this statement you just made is that you wouldn't have helped me. You wouldn't have said, oh, my, oh, my goodness, buddy, you poor, you poor man. What have you done? You poor thing. Let me help you. No, you would have stood there and you would have taken pictures of my drunken, nasty ass face, face laying on the toilet seat where thousands and thousands of bare buttocks have been covered in my own poop. Yes, they were two children there. I have never remembered that in my story whenever I've told it, but there weren't two kids there, one age nine and one age 15. Yes, they got to see Uncle Jeff's friend John in a terrible, terrible state of alcohol poisoning, essentially. So didn't remember that part of the story, boys and girls, did not remember that. That is bad. It's very bad. But luckily, I think the statute of limitations is run, so I think I'm okay. So we end episode 15. We're going to be at 13. 13, not 15. 13. We're going to get to 15. A couple weeks. Um, we end episode 13 the way we end episodes 1 through 12. Uh, 
Demi Bennett, Demi Bennett, Demi Bennett. If any of you out there, maybe somebody new to my podcast or new to the YouTube channel, knows Demi Bennett, you know what Demi Bennett does. The reason we want to chat with her is because uh, if you are new, I'm 67 years old and I'm still working. I'm working 40 hours a week. I've made lots of bad life choices, which is why my podcast is called Potholes and Cadillac Dreams. I have stepped in lots and lots of potholes, but I still remain wishing and praying and hoping that one day I'll have that Cadillac that never leaves me. So to talk with a young lady who has succeeded beyond maybe her wildest expectations or her wildest dreams, I think would be really, really cool. I think the the difference between us uh, would be interesting to, to chat about. Uh, so if you know Demi Bennett, please, I would love to chat with her. I know she would get nothing out of this. I know she is um, she's doing extremely well, if you don't know who Demi Bennett is. Um, but I would love to chat with her and love to find out how someone begins her profession at the age of 16 years old, which is when she began and has progressed to an amazing height. And it would be fun to just kind of compare notes and see, I think we were, I think everybody listening to us would learn quite a bit both ways, maybe what to avoid and also what to do if you want to really succeed in life. So Demi Bennett, Demi Bennett, Demi Bennett. And then my friend, I said last time that I was going to send her a copy of uh, the episode, which was episode 12. I did not. Uh, Christy Martin, Christy Martin Salters. I would love to have you on the show. Um, just to chat about what you've been up to and what you're doing right now and talk about Christy's champs and all of that. I'm going to try to make a little video for Christy of all the times that I've mentioned her and maybe send that to her and hopefully uh, we can get her on the program as well. Now that I figured out how to do it, sort of, quasi, I'm doing some research on doing it a little bit better than we did uh, than we did today, but we'd like to have some more guests on. So um, that's it for now. I thank you very much for listening. I thank you very much for watching. As always, please like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. Oh, heavens to Betsy. If you do nothing else today, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching, listening, Potholes and Cadillac Dreams. I promise you I will see you next week. We'll have some good stuff for you. In the meantime, have a great, great weekend. Have a great week, and I will talk to you later. Bye.